Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright but darkness looms. Where Detective Jack Tracer spends his evenings investigating the strange, eerie, and unknown. What secrets lay hidden just beyond the street lamps? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. When we last left our story, Jack had been too late to warn Scarlet of the dirty dog's impending demise. Defeated and alone, can he summon the strength to carry on the fight? Find out in part one of Jack's Odyssey. I'm not sure how long I sat there. Staring at the blaze. Somewhere in my mind, I knew that I had to get moving. Or the black jackets would get too interested. But I was frozen to the spot, like a monument to grief. I had already lost out of Caspell, and now to lose Scarlet? It, it, it was too much. It was done. I would have sat there all day, if not for the hand that grabbed my shoulder. We need to go. Now. Follow me. You. You killed... We can talk about this when we're clear of the black jackets. Now, get up and follow me. I'm not following you anywhere. Fine. Stay here. Get captured by the black jackets and never get home. Why do you care? Jack, we need to get up and come with me now. I don't need to do anything. You need to listen to me. But... I am not the enemy here despite what you think. I can't help you if you get captured, so get up and come with me. I had never heard Hakuto speak like this, or for this long. Something was up. I got to my feet and began to follow Hakuto through the streets. There was something different about her, as if a switch had flipped and now I was beginning to see a real person and not just Max's bodyguard. We made our way down a back alley, where she stopped and turned to face me. Listen, as hard as this might be to believe, I'm on your side. My goal has always been to do good, to help people. Yeah, you've done a real bang-up job so far. You must understand. I have been alone in this fight for a long time. I found a way into Max McQueen's inner circle, earned his trust. I felt that the only way to stop him was from the inside. But the orb, you took it, and you murdered Dr. Bell. I knew that Max would never trust me if I didn't take him the orb. As long as I was in McQueen's employ, I could keep an eye on him, keep him from ever using it if I had to. I... I killed Dr. Bell to stop him from ever creating another. He was a good man. I know that now. You have to understand, I've been fighting this war for so long. I don't know who my friends are anymore. What do you want from me? I want to help you. And in doing so, maybe I can start to redeem my actions. 
Scarlet. You can't think about that right now. Think what you want about me. But McQueen is the real enemy. And I can help you get to him. I can help you get home. How? There is a man in Neon City. An unusual man with similar goals to yours. He is expecting you. So, you expect me just to let you go? After what you did? I expect you to understand that sometimes we make decisions. Sometimes it is unclear at the time if those decisions are right or wrong. I've made bad choices, as have you. I ask that you trust me this once. Fine. Where is this unusual man? You'll find him at a bar about five blocks west of here. A place called the Tantalus Tavern. Another bar? As you've learned, Jack, people in this city are always looking for a way to forget that they live here. You've only scratched the surface of the darker corners of Neon City. It's time you dug a little deeper. Now, I have to return to Max. Use my information or not, it makes no difference to me if you are able to return home. With that, Hakuto disappeared into the fog that had begun to settle around the city. As for me, I headed west to Tantalus Tavern. This place didn't look too different from any gin joint my own reality. Dim lights cast soft shadows on the scuffed hardwood floors. A fog of cigarette smoke made the whole place look hazy and out of focus. This was my element. A proper din of inequity where tips and leads are exchanged like children's baseball cards. He smiled. For the first time since landing in this backward city, I was starting to feel at home. Oh, home. That's why I was here. Somewhere in this bar was someone who would get me back to my own home. Back to my neon city. And back to red. You ain't from around here, huh? Not obvious? Nah, you blend in well. But I know my regulars and you ain't one. Go ahead, take a seat. Welcome to the Tantalus Tavern. What's the name mean? Not a clue. The boss named the place. I think it's supposed to be some kind of joke. Anyway, what'll you be having? You got whiskey? Is the Pope a robot? Is he? No, just a joke. Well, he's probably not. You can't really tell these days. Are you a robot? Do I look like one? No, but like you said, yeah, I can't really tell. Hundred percent human. In that case, why don't you pull one for yourself? Normally, I'd love to, but the boss is here today. Shame. Well, here's mud in your eye. What do I owe you? Nothing. This one's on the boss. Oh? He just said that someone new would be coming in today, and that I should give him a drink on the house. Said he owed you one. Owed me one. It's. Been a while, Jack. Hello, listeners. Will Snyder here of Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. And it's time for another edition of Audio Drama Spotlight. This time, we're taking a look at fellow Evil Kitten production, Project Nova, by Aaron Sarka. Here he is to tell you all about it.
Coming this summer from Evil Kitten Productions. A new audio drama created by Aaron Sarka. Project Nova. Star Sarah Sarka. I think it's time we make a real effort to find answers. TJ Anderson. Don't anybody else go dying for a while. John Pennick. It, it didn't happen like this. Am I dreaming? Rachel Craig. His heart stopped. He needs CPR. And Aaron Sarka. There is no exit from Nova Station. What is Project Nova? We need to start getting our lives back. Find out this summer. And if you have an audio drama and would like to be on a future audio drama spotlight, just send us an email at neonnightspodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a direct message on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And now, back to Neon Knights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. I turned to face the man who spoke. I had to adjust my gaze when I realized that the man stood well over a foot and a half taller than me. The newcomer was tall, but not tall in any natural looking way. Instead, he appeared a bit stretched, as if he'd been made at a taffy factory and then dressed in a black tailored suit. He had turned to the barkeeper and made a shooing gesture with his hand. The barkeeper nodded and disappeared into a back room. Gazing around the bar, I realized that the small, quiet crowd had also cleared out. It was just me and this mystery giant. It's good to see you again, Jack. I've been keeping tabs on you since your arrival, but to actually see you again, wow, it's quite a treat. Arrival? You know I'm not from this reality. Of course I do. And... One old friend to another. You've been having quite a little vacation from your life. Buddy, if we met before, I'd remember. No offense, but you stand out in the crowd. I'm offended, Jack. I thought I'd left a greater impression than this. But me again being overly sensitive. After all, I am in disguise. Are you going to just tell me who you are, or are you going to keep jerking me around? I don't have time for all this cryptic nonsense. I was told you could help get me home. That true? Oh, I can help. But it won't be easy. And you've got to promise me one thing. What's that? You'll take me with you. A lot of folks seem keen on blowing this reality. Well, much like you, I'm not from here. I'm guessing you don't just mean Neon City. You would guess correct. Who are you? You really don't see it, do you? I'm not surprised. It wasn't your most triumphant moment. I can see why you want to bury the memory. Allow me to enlighten you. The man, never taking his eyes off of me, pressed a button on his wrist disguised the cufflink. There was a humming sound, and the air on the man began to shimmer. The man's features seemed to wobble before fading. As the features faded, they were replaced by nothing at all. The man's head became a smooth, pale, featureless mass. The suit, once well fitted, now appeared dirty, ragged, and too small for the man's body. 
I knew who this was. This creature. I met him in Shady Grove. He was right when he said it wasn't my most successful case. I had managed to dispel a dark force from a small community outside Neon City, or I thought I had dispelled the evil. A vile creature had possessed the body of a young boy, Victor. Victor had been different, taller than his peers and a bit soft in the head. Despite his disadvantages, he was a good kid. But humans can be cruel as any supernatural evil. Instead of seeking to help Victor, the people of his community formed a mob and killed him. Shot him right in front of me. After Victor's death, I had been able to drive the creature from Shady Grove. But I was unaware of how strong the creature's hold on Victor had been. The creature returned and he took Victor's body with him. And now, here he was, standing in front of me. Here, in this place. I grabbed the looming creature by the collar and slammed him into the bar. I don't know how you got here, and I don't know what you want, but I'm not going to lose any sleep over killing you right now. No, I'm sure you wouldn't. But I think, for now, you should get your hands off of me. It would be in the best interest of us both. That isn't how this works. You aren't going anywhere ever again. Then, I suppose you've given up your wish to get back home. I can find my way back without you. If you would take your hands off of me, I'll tell you why that's just not true. I would never trust you. Sure you would. And you will. Aren't you at least a bit curious as to how you're even able to touch me? When I last encountered him, he had been an intangible creature of unspeakable power. He was right that I was curious. But was I curious enough to let him go? Was I curious enough to hear him out? They say curiosity killed the cat. As long as I was unable to get home, back to my city, back to Red, I might as well be dead already. I let go of the creature with a shove. I could tell that beneath the smooth mound of flesh he was smiling. After straightening his tie, he hit the button on his cufflink again. Do you like the face? Do you recognize it? It's Victor. Well, it's how Victor would have appeared if he'd been allowed to grow up. You son of a- I realized that if I was going to be stuck in this body, I should have a face to match. You're despicable. Jack, I am a creature of evil. I feed on the misery and pain of humankind. I exploit it. I fan the flames. Or at least I used to. What does that mean? I don't know if you've noticed, but this place is not as magical as your home. For countless centuries, I have traveled from world to world, spreading hate and fear. But after meeting you, I foolishly decided to lay low for a while. To hide. And so I came here. A new reality with hatred to feast upon. But there's no magic here. Not enough for me, no. So how about that little trick with your face? The clothes? Ah! 
a clever little invention by our mutual friend Atticus Bell. It's a modification of his force field technology. Instead of an impenetrable energy field, it projects an image. You know Atticus Bell. Like you, I've been looking for a way out of this place. We followed a similar path, although I was surprised to learn of your alliance with the illustrious Max McQueen. I thought you were better than that. Yeah, well, it was necessary. You've made a great many moral compromises of late, haven't you, Jack? I've done what I've needed to do to get home. Good. That's good. It's important that we look out for ourselves, help ourselves. I am nothing like you. No, I'm better. That's why you need my help. How could you possibly help? I've been here for some time, Jack. As you can see, I've built a little life here. It's an honest life, if you were wondering. It seemed prudent to stay beneath the radar. I have a deal with the Black Jackets. I supply them with information, and they leave my little establishment alone. Helping Black Jackets keep a stranglehold on the city doesn't seem like honest work. That, my friend, is a matter of perspective. I follow the laws here. It isn't my fault what the law enforcers get up to. That still doesn't explain how you can help me. My connections have granted me eyes across the city. I know what McQueen is up to. I know when he plans to strike. And most importantly, I know how to use his machine to get you, us, home. You really don't get it, do you? I would never work with you. You said yourself, Jack, you do what you need to do to get home. Well, McQueen's machine requires a specific set of, let's call them, coordinates. Each reality has its own specific coordinates. In my natural state, I'm able to move between these points. I know them well. I know the location of your home. Without me, you have no chance of ever getting back. McQueen must know the coordinates. He said he'd be able to get me there. McQueen is playing you for a fool. He doesn't know where your home is. His scientists have managed to locate a few coordinates, enough to set Max's plan into motion. Your home is unknown to him. But not to me. You just expect me to trust you. No, but you need to work with me. You want to get back to Red, right? You don't say her name. It must have been hard meeting Scarlet, seeing that face you loved so much and having it look at you like another bum on the street. I've managed. But it would be so much better to get back to the real thing, right? Your Red? Red isn't mine. She doesn't belong to anyone. Such a noble sentiment. Nobility's got nothing to do with it. She's her own person. I'm just trying to get back to her. And I can help. In fact, I'm the only one who can help. <sighs> Alright. Suppose we decide to help each other. What do I need to do? Ah. There will be time to talk details shortly. First, I would like to show you something. Follow me, Jack. Oh, and Jack, if we're going to be working together, I would greatly enjoy it if you were to call me Victor. I was in need of a human name when I arrived here, and that seemed the most appropriate. Not on your life. Oh, well, it would have been fun. I can see the pain in your eyes whenever I remind you of him. No matter. You may call me Mr. S. Whatever. What do you want to show me? Mr. S. I want to give you an idea of the scale of our task. Lead the way. 
And no funny business. I wouldn't dream of it. The mysterious Mr. S has offered up a helping hand. But does he really have our hero's best interest at heart? Find out next time on Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig and is an Evil Kitten production. Please visit our website, evilkittenproductions.com. The episode, Jack's Odyssey, was written by Aaron Sarka and directed by Sarah Sarka. Our theme song is done by Daniel Carl, with additional music by Kevin McLeod and Dr. Saxlove. Jack Tracer is played by Will Snyder. Mr. S is played by Aaron Sarka. Hakuto is played by Kim Fukawa. The Barkeep is played by Sarah Sarka. And narration is done by John Patrick Wenzel. Did you know that we have a Patreon? Please head to patreon.com forward slash evil kitten productions and become a patron today. We have tiers and rewards that can fit any budget. Please also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neon Knights Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Tracer. And finally, if you enjoyed the show, help us grow by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you for listening.